This episode is brought to you by Duncan. <laughs> Duncan just dropped a new kind of energy. They called it Sparked. <laughs> Berry burst, peach sunshine, flavors I love. Did you guys try it already? I can't say no to two kinds of flavors. One is peach and one is berry. And a medium's $3. Now through March 19th. So drop by and get sparked by Duncan. Sparked energy drinks are fruit flavored, contain 0% fruit juice. Beverages contain caffeine from caffeine and guarana. Participation may vary. Limited time offer terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Maybelline New York. Get ready to bring the heat with Maybelline's newest lip plumping gloss, Lifter Plump. Fair warning, though, it's hot. Like, literally. It's formulated with chili peppers to bring a heated sensation and an instant plumping effect that lasts. Available in eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Hot Honey, and more. Buy Lifter Plump now on Amazon and use the code 10PLUMP to get 10% off for a limited time. Tap the banner to learn more. Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable, a Wood Elf production with your hosts, Willing Wade, Buff Bob, and Muscular Mark. This week, the dilettante dandies discuss the depths of gastronomic skill required to create the most sumptuous of repasts. Yes, it's time for the perfect meal. Please prepare thy bibs and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to Distractable. If you've never listened before, then not welcome back. I made this joke once already, but Mark's recording broke, so we had to delete it. I'm sorry. I'm forcing it now because I thought it was funny the first time, but I'm realizing now that this is not funny. I'm sorry. Like a good meal, it tastes better the second time. No, that's not good. It's just better coming up. Mm. Distractable is a podcast. We're about to talk about some stuff. I'm the host and also the judge, and I will probably forget to assign points about halfway through. I'll stop remembering that I have to do that, and, and in the end, I'll just pick an arbitrary winner. But pretend I didn't say any of that. And uh, if you don't know how it works by now, neither do we. How are you guys today? How's Mark? How's Wade? My co-host, how are you? I'm good. I just got some pasta in me. I'm feeling better now. Did you taste it? Did you chew it? I didn't because I didn't have time. And thankfully it was buttered, just butter pasta. So mm. it was lubricated. It went down really quickly. You swallowed the whole bowl in like three gulps. Pretty much. Oh. I don't think I really chewed any of that. I'm also doing well. And if uh, Mark's audio had not crashed, we would have uh, heard the sound of his spoon, fork, knife, whatever. Sport. Oh, that's okay. Will, edit in a lot of people eating like really close to the mic sound effects. And then in restaurant chatter. Yeah. Really loud restaurant chatter, yeah. Louder than that. Come on, be brave. There we go. Like scary loud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like everyone in the restaurant is looking at you. Like if you're listening in your car, the windows in your car should be feeling like they might shatter. <laughs> everyone's favorite noise, loud a-holes eating dinner. Now everyone at home, start chattering randomly to yourself. Yeah. Let's get the whole country shaking at the same time. Pretend you're in a restaurant with all the other listeners and mm. you're all doing background things. You're extras in a movie. <laughs> and we are the three of us collectively Ryan Gosling about to walk on screen and steal your heart. Wow. Mm -hmm. I think the three of us could add up to one Ryan Gosling. I think we do that. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know if we have enough. We might have enough abs between us, but I don't know if we have enough... Uh, I don't know if we have enough smile, yeah. smile eyes. And not nearly enough dick collectively. <sighs> not even close. Not even close. Oh, he's an attractive man. I just Googled him. You knew. You know who Ryan Gosling is. You know who Ryan I Gosling is. I always confuse him and there's someone else I always confuse him with. Ryan Reynolds? No. Ryan Seacrest? What, what, what's Ryan Gos is Ryan Gosling the one that was in the notebook? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always confuse him for that guy that was in the notebook. Never mind. That's him. So never mind. That's the one. You always confuse him <laughs> with himself. Yeah. <laughs> Got him. Wow, good job, Wade. Yeah. All right. 
Well, Wade has no idea about anything, as per usual. But that's okay, because I'm the host. You don't have to know things. I know things. He kind of looks like Alex Smith, the quarterback who played for... I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. San Francisco and Washington. Never mind. Anyway. Ryan Gosling doesn't look like anybody. Everyone kind of looks like Ryan Gosling. Oh. Yeah, that's true. He is the perfect being manifested into reality. Oh. He's pretty hot. Um, Today's episode... The theme, I'm going to announce the theme dramatically as the title, maybe, probably not at the title of the episode, but kind of could be the title of the episode. Mm-hmm. Today's theme is cooking mishaps. Oh. No, I don't know if I like Cooking misadventures. Oh. Scary cooking. Oh, oh, that's better. That's better. Scare for, yeah. Horrifying cooking. Anyway, today's theme is about cooking. It can be you cooking. Mark, I know a couple stories about you cooking things. Uh And you have cooked for me uh, still one of the most delicious meals I've ever eaten, uh, which I'm eternally impressed by. Uh, I cook a fair amount, and I've cooked some pretty nasty stuff. I don't know about your cooking history, Wade. You don't strike me as a big chef kind of guy, but you love food. So, like, I don't know if you cook sometimes or what. So... I usually don't cook anything that elaborate. Molly's got more into cooking. I don't mind cooking, and I think I'm pretty good at it, but I hate doing it because I'm a perfectionist, and it drives me insane, like, trying to perfect everything mm. and, like, make everything perfect. I, I don't know. It's one of those things where I can do it, and I can follow a recipe really well and, you know, whatever, but, like, it just drives me insane, the process of trying to perfect it. Huh. Well, that's fair. Okay. I, I will say what spurred this for me, uh, I cook a lot. I enjoy cooking and I do like weekly streams with Mandy where we cook and just hang out and uh, pretty casual. But what spurred this for me recently is I think I invented something Oh. and I'm not sure, like there's no way I invented it, but I did this. It's delicious, but like, I can't believe no one else. Maybe I just underestimate how many other people do this. So anyway, I was really hungry one night, totally off the diet, like eating whatever. And I was like, I'm kind of craving like salty, like almost like Chinese takeout or something, like Asian flavors. And I'm kind of craving like mac and cheese. There's not really like a good mix. It's kind of an either or situation between those two different sort of flavor groups, flavor profiles. Uh-huh. And I was looking at our own pantry and we have some blue box craft macaroni and cheese. And I was like, I like that. That's easy. I can make that. And we had some nice, uh, like good quality ramen. And I was like, you know what? If I just cook the ramen noodles with the macaroni and then use the cheese sauce and the ramen packet, I could make instant ramaroni and cheese. Ah. Ramen, But so anyway, I made like ramen macaroni and cheese with, you know, cheap ingredients. It's good ramen, but it's not like fancy. It's still just instant ramen. It was delicious. Am I a genius? Am I a culinary uh, wizard putting things together that no one has? Or is that? Have you do, guys done that? Do you want like agreement or the truth? No, you don't have to pump me up. I just, I had never seen anyone do that. And I was like, why have I not done that? That was really delicious. Like it was probably a food abomination. I'm sure anyone who's a chef would hear me explain this and be like, oh, gross, nasty. But I loved it. It's perfect. It was like salty ramen flavors and like mm. cheesy, you know, mac and cheesy. It's good. Yeah. But no, give, give me an honest reaction. Well, I cool? just I just Googled ramen and cheese and there's tons of recipes. But I know for a fact there's this Korean, I think it's a military recipe where it's like a lot of things that you'd get from like a convenience store in terms of like in Korean convenience store anyway, like ramen and then American slices of cheese. And like, I, I think from a military base, it came from like a lot of leftover foods that Korean soldiers just whip together. Mm. And I know for a fact there's one where they take ramen and they put American slices of cheese on it, among other things. They'll put like Vienna sauce 
sausages in it or spam. They'll oh, put a, they they cook with spam shit. a lot. That sounds good. And it kind of hits a lot of those notes that you were talking about, like the little bit of salty, a little bit of what was the other flavors we wanted? Like cheesy, cheesy, like creamy, yeah, creamy, yeah. salty, cheesy, creamy. And so there are plenty of recipes, and I think even in countries that predominantly eat ramen, especially, they always look for ways to mix it up. I mean, me, I just put an egg in, but you know, that's me. Cheese and ramen just sounds like a common sense combo to me. I don't know. Sounds like common sense to you? I've never thought of that in my life. And even when I was doing it, I was like, oh no, what if this is terrible? And it wasn't. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, so like Mark ate buttered noodles right before we started this and like buttered noodles are okay, but to me, like they're not flavorful enough. So I would always add something else to it. I would I would want something like cheese or a marinara sauce or I don't, I don't know. I, I like more flavor with pastas. Hmm. Well, and that's the thing too, like cheese on pasta is not weird, but that's like an Italian thing. I've never seen a lot of cheese or creamy sauce of any type in like Asian cuisine. Yeah. Like there's no, there's no like cheesy Chinese takeout dish in the same way there's like cheesy Mexican food or like cheesy, you know, Italian food. Actually, Alfredo is a cheese sauce. Yeah, it is. And I think it's straight up Italian. Yeah. I just felt like putting cheese into ramen was like some sort of weird thing. But yeah. can I just say this is a, gr a gross generalization. Korean people know how to eat, man. Oh, yeah. Korean no, food is so fucking good. That's not a generalization. And it's so much more diverse than people think it is. And people probably are already like, oh, there's quite a few differences. But most people's experience with Korean food is Korean barbecue. Like yeah. that yeah. is just scratching the surface of what Korean food is. There's so many different varieties. I only know a tiny bit. Like be I barely know anything beyond Korean barbecue, but every Every time I ever hear anyone, if they're like describing a dish and I'm like, damn, that sounds ridiculous. Yeah. I feel like it's not unlikely for that to be followed by. Yeah, it's like this Korean thing. Like it's just a dish from Korea. And it's like, shit, man. You guys love food and you do it right. I'm going to say this out loud right now because it's going to happen in the future. I've been talking to Bob and Wade about it. At some point, whenever travel restrictions get let up and Corona is under a certain level of control, I'm taking these guys to Korea and taking them for like a week to go restaurant hopping yes. so that they can try all the different foods, even yes. Wade. And Wade, yep. I guarantee you, there are so few taco places in Korea. You will love it. Oh, I can't wait. Well, we're going to definitely make you try Korean tacos just to be clear. Yeah, I'll definitely <laughs> do that. Yeah. Have to. I'm busy that day or I would. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly you feel sick that day. Yeah, that specific day, that specific yeah. hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, my stomach. Yeah. Trust me, that excuse works, man. <laughs> I'm gonna write that down. Tend to be sick. So anyway, I made that culinary discovery for myself, which is apparently not an interesting discovery. Tons of people know about no, that already. It's good, it's good. But but like I'm not looking to be hyped up. I just I like that. That's an easy thing to make and it's delicious. But like, so yeah, I don't know. I stalled a little. I give you guys some time. What have you cooked? Or what have you seen people cook that didn't turn out so well or that turned out amazing? This episode is brought to you by Duncan. <laughs> Duncan just dropped a new kind of energy. They called it Sparked. <laughs> Berry burst, peach sunshine, flavors I yeah. love. Did you guys try it already? I can't say no to two kinds of flavors. One is peach and one is berry. And a medium's $3. Now through March 19th. So drop by and get sparked by Duncan. Sparked energy drinks are fruit flavored, contain 0% fruit juice. Beverages contain caffeine from caffeine and guarana. Participation may vary. Limited time offer terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Square Enix. From Square Enix comes Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I played a ton of Final Fantasy VII when I was a kid. It was one of the first games that I actually 100%ed. I didn't. But anyway, the new standalone remake in the critically acclaimed series follows Cloud in the pursuit of his iconic antagonist, Sephiroth. Forge bonds with iconic characters in and out of combat, including Tifa, Barrett, and Aerith. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, out February 29th, exclusively on the Sony PlayStation 5. Oh, I've man, got, I mean, 
a few different ahead. things here, but if you want to go first, Mark, I don't care. Oh, I mean, I just I figured I'd kick it off with my story, the my cooking mishap, as opposed to anything else. Yeah, no, I know your big mishap. It's a hell of a story. Yeah, it's a hell of a story. Go for it. But uh, wait, if you want to go first, I will defer to you. Yeah, if, if you, you have want. a really good one, I'll go first. That way you can just top it easily rather than me having oh. to follow up. <laughs> so I got a few smaller ones. This was not me cooking, but I remember, um, I think it was one of my exes uh, and I came home. Uh, I was still living at my mom's house back in like high school days. And my younger brother brother had decided to make cookies and uh we were like oh okay cool can we like try a bite of the cookie dough and we, we were like yeah yeah go for it and we tried it and it was horrible the dough was so bad it was awful and we're like um you're following a recipe for this right he's like yeah yeah this one right here and he looks at the recipe and he's like okay and you've had all these ingredients yeah all the ingredients are out you've been using them in the right order he's like yeah 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 i was like oh, it just tastes like it's not sweet at all like what'd you do he's like no 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 i put in uh what was it what did it call for i put two one-fourth cups of sugar and i went oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, everything that was like more than just a fraction, if it was like two and a quarter cups, he thought it was just two one quarter oh, cups. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> so we had to go back through and help him figure out the math on everything he'd been putting oh. in. Yeah, I thought it was weird that it was asking for three one quarter teaspoons of vanilla. <laughs> I was like, all right, that's a weird way to measure that, but sure. Oh, like, no. I guess without if you're not like applying your brain to it, if you're just blindly following it or something, I could totally see. I guess if you've never cooked how it looks like it's two one quarter, but it's like that's just two quarter. That's just a half. Do the half. But yeah. Oh. Um, I mean, that is how fractions are written. Yeah. Like it's not like normally fractions are written some other way. And for cooking, they're like, write the big number and then the fraction next to it. Ugh. They'll have to know our code if they want to follow this recipe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Sidebar. I was looking up just because I was curious, like what the most disgusting foods in the world are. And you got your basics, like, you know, your bull penises, your sir strumming, and what we talked about in the other episode in Greenland. The balut, those little yeah. fertilized duck eggs. Or yeah, yeah, the, that's in your century eggs. But there's one that kind of tops the list for me here, and I've never heard of it before. It's called Sugalu. It's from Sardinia. Mm. Sugalu is a cheese that ferments in the stomach of a slaughtered baby goat made from the sheep's milk that was its very last meal. So they get a baby goat to drink its fill of milk from the mama goat. They kill the baby goat, rip out its stomach, and then just, it looks like they just tied a string around the stomach, the bag, and let it ferment. And I don't know how they discovered this was the most efficient way. I, th I think I could show them a bucket and maybe they would be able to get cheese that way. But that feels like one of those witches recipes where they're like, ah, oh, yes, eye of newt and leg of frog. The cheese fermented in that of a baby goat will be yeah. our potion. I feel I feel like, like there's a lot of delicacies around the world that I'm like, okay, it's a cultural thing. I respect that. When it comes down to like letting a baby goat drink its mama's milk all happy and fun and then killing it and ripping out his stomach mm. to make the cheese in the milk, I feel like that's a lot of unnecessary steps. And you know, maybe I could critique the process just a little bit. Mm. You know, I don't know if the stomach acid gives it a little more zest to it or something like that. It probably does, but not the zest I usually look for. Um, but yeah, that's uh you know what sounds really good is if we get tears from like a human baby and we mix it up with some uncooked rice uh -huh. stick it in like the intestines of a i don't know a two-month-old bull and then like whenever the bull finally leaks it out you just cook the rice normally <laughs> and then um mm, nom 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 mm. what, 
What's that? What's that coffee that has to go through the ass of a cat before you can uh, brew it and it's perfect? Civet, civet coffee. Yeah, yeah, right? that one. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, it's called civet coffee. I found it. Yeah. Part digested coffee berries eaten and pooped out by Asian palm civet cats. Yeah. Mm. Who was desperate enough? Because you know that started with some being like, "Oh, my coffee beans." Oh, I guess I'll dig through the litter box and hope and pray. <laughs> Oh, and I don't care if they turned out delicious. I don't care. It's like, because like you can't wash them off because then there goes your coffee. You know what I mean? You got to brew it straight out of the ass. Well, I mean, humans started from nothing, you know, man. I mean, I was, I, for, I forget the context. The I was talking about this with Mandy. She does like scientific research, right? That's her job. Real job. And yeah. I was talking to her about like, she does all kinds of crazy stuff, modern science. Yeah. But science, at some point in human history, science was some dude who was like, hmm. I have a dead mouse and I have a pointy stick. What happens if I let that mouse just sit there for a while and I poke some holes in it with this stick? I wonder what comes out. Uh -huh. I wonder if that's edible. <laughs> and like, that's, you know, like that's where humans came from. At some point, yeah. people knew nothing about anything. They just come upon something and they're like, huh, is this poop or coffee beans? <laughs> now we call those people politicians. <laughs> God. <laughs> God. But like, you know, if you know nothing about something, if you come upon an object that has never been seen before and you're just like, do I eat this? Do I sit on this? Yeah. What if I cook it or soak it in a liquid? Like, yeah. I don't know. I think the base order of human instincts is, can I eat it? Can I fuck it? Can I cook it? I think, I think it really goes in kind of a progression there. <laughs> Why is eat before cook in that list? I mean, if you can eat it raw, why would you cook it? Yeah. You just enjoy it the way it is. You test out your eat hypothesis, and then that doesn't work, and you're like, whoa, that was disgusting. And then you test your fuck hypothesis, try to fuck it, and then you, like, when that doesn't work, or it does, I don't know, I'm not judging, I judge heavily. I judge extremely. <laughs> then you try to cook it because you're like, well, maybe I can eat it if I do something to it, you know? You know, it's experimentation. The human experiment. Do you ever just go from eat to fuck to eat again to see if it's better after having been fucked? Someone definitely has. <laughs> Someone yeah, okay. I have not. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yes, there was absolutely a phase in history or some specific people who were like, oh, yeah, maybe it improves it. <laughs> maybe it tenderizes it a little. I don't know. <laughs> it's like that first episode of uh, Dark Mirror where the guy had to fuck the pig. And like afterward, like everyone had like some really weird bacon. Mm. That has definitely been a thing within the existence of humanity. But I'm thinking that's a while ago. 100%. Great, 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 great. Uncle Hunga. Bacon from the seat of your grandfather today, kids. Nom, nom, nom. That's like a private family delicacy. <laughs> Some isolated uh, farming family is just like, oh, yes, we will be having the fucked pig for Christmas again this year. <laughs> Jeffrey's finally old enough. He's become a man. <laughs> they will provide for this family. Oh, God. Oh, man. With the seed of your potential grandchildren, we shall feast on this pig. So I'm hearing that now, like echoing through eternity, and I don't like that I said those <laughs> words out loud in that context. Let's move on. No, let's. <laughs> not move on because i have a something to that it's like you mentioned family secrets and mm -hmm. that made me remember like every family has a secret and like some family dynasties have like incredible secrets we should definitely do an episode where we try oh, to yeah. we try to talk about like family secrets unraveling the secrets of the world's greatest dynasties 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 yeah. you say it dynasties if you're cool now it's just all i was gonna say but yeah anyway that cheese made with the last meal of a baby goat that's pretty messed up yeah i just brought that up because uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, at the same time, I'm reading this description of it that I found, and it's like only a couple companies are even legally allowed to produce this cheese. It's te 
technically illegal, but some exceptions have been made because it's considered a local delicacy. And reading that, my brain is like, oh man, that's some special cheese. Uh, I want to try the baby goat cheese. I want to try that. I got to get some of that. But like, if I think about what it is, I swing back towards, ah, I don't know. I didn't want it, but now that I know it's restricted. Yeah, no, I'm good. But it's so exclusive, Mark. Um, That's all right. It's so special. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. Like getting your dick cut off by a it's monkey. Just <laughs> How like many people can say they've had that? No you one know? can except you and all who come after you. Only the richest, most elite VIPs can get donkey sliced. Dunk, donkey? Donkey Monkeys. sliced. Monkey dick sliced or donkey sliced is what the cool kids call it. We call it the donkey slice because we're cool. Good God. Is it weird that I pictured a horrible YouTube thumbnail with like, I don't know, Logan Paul's face looking shocked <laughs> and like a censored thing with like a circle with a line through it. It's just a monkey with like a chef's hat holding a knife and like some blood splatter on the opposite side. I got my donkey slice. <laughs> this is what happened. You'll never believe what happened next. He grabs the disembodied dick and starts waving it around. It's like, make sure you check out that Maverick merch. Ma what's Maverick? Who's he? Maverick? Maverick merch? Maverick merch. That Maverick merch down on the link below. That's how he talks. That's it. That's the one. You nailed it. Oh, get your sliced off dick plushies. It's like Borat. There's like a black box following his hand, frantically waving it around <laughs> as he's gesticulating about the merch. His editor trying to cover it all, like sweating bullets, like, <laughs> get every frame, every frame, every, every frame. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Um, why did we start talking about that? I don't know, but I got to tell my injury story, my cooking story. Your horrific injury. I mean, cooking story. That all started from misreading the directions on cookies. Somehow it led to that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Right. Yuck. Okay, so shifting gears in distractible fashion. I had an incident with cooking when I tried to make chicken wings. I made a duplicate recipe of buffalo wild wings, like spicy garlic sauce, and Which it was, was like pretty your good. favorite sauce when we were yeah. in college. You ate yeah. so much of that. It was I still love it like, to this day. And I made a pretty good duplicate, but I was off to a bad start because I spent more on the ingredients to try to make the duplicate than I would have if I just gone bought a <laughs> bottle. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. And so I was like, when I did that, I was like, yeah, it's pretty close. All right, trying for the wings. So I put on a pot of oil and I have a thermometer in it and I need to get it up to like 600 degrees or something like that. Very hot. Um, And so it's getting up there and I, I'm willing to bet I didn't need to get it that high. Not 600 degrees. No, you want to fry chicken wings at like 375. No, no. Yeah, probably. it's not 600. No, that was the limit of the thermometer. It was the top of the thermometer. And so I think I got it up to like 300 or maybe 350. And then the, the thermometer broke oh so it like got mercury it was a mercury thermometer it got in the oil and so i was like ah shit Jesus. well that's not good it didn't like do anything it didn't do anything but i was like yeah, well you i just can't, can't use that now i can't cook it cook with. yeah exactly yeah. so i was like oh, i gotta get rid of it and uh you gotta understand i'm very dumb so i'm like i'll just dump it down the drain and before i do that which would have been a dumb move i go like oh it's too hot for that. It'll, it'll melt the <laughs> fixings on the pipes. Good thing I didn't do that. I got to cool it down first. And while holding the pot in both hands, I put it in the sink and I elbow up the faucet, putting water right into like 400 degree oil. Instant flash bubble oil over my hands, which are holding the pot. I dropped the pot. Thank goodness it was in the sink or else I would have dropped it as I fell backwards. On your feet. Well, if I fell backwards as I did it, because oh, it could have right. splashed all over me. You would have died. I might have died. I might have actually died. I don't remember much after that moment from getting there to the bathroom, but I remember running, basically screaming, Aah! 
oh, you know, at the top of my lungs, because my hands were burning, to the bathroom where there was the next nearest sink. And I remember my brother came up the stairs because he heard the clang and the screaming and he ran up and he was like right there at the top of the stairs as I was running by to the bathroom and he goes, this is how quick it went. What happened? I burned my hands. And then I was in the bathroom and then I, I, I turned on the faucet and then I just have my hands under the sink for a while and I'm just like finally catching my breath. I didn't feel the pain really because of the adrenaline. Uh, and I look back at my brother who's in the doorway of the bathroom and I'm like, oh man, I was real dumb. Whew, I, uh, I burned myself with the oil, but I'm good now. I was not good. I was very ungood. Um, as soon as the blisters started coming in, the cramps started happening. So the cramps were forcing my hands closed. Specifically, my thumbs were like shunted inwards to my palm as if you were trying to touch uh, your thumb to like the bottom of your pinky finger like that and extreme cramping. So mm. that hurt the cramp alone, but that was squeezing the burn. So I had to like go to my happy place and every once in a while the cramping would stop and my hands would relax, the pain would subside and then it would cramp back up again. And this would happen on and off, like 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off, cramping, no cramping. Oh, drove to the hospital. The hospital I went to didn't have a burn ward. So they had to ambulance me to the nearest hospital with a burn ward. To be clear, you were a passenger. You didn't have to drive. I didn't yeah, your drive. Brother no, drove you, right? My brother drove me. He was there. Yeah. The funniest thing is when I was in the hospital I got in there and clearly my hands are blistered to hell and my brother's there with me and I, I go up to the emergency room front desk and I'm like oh god I burnt my hands please help me and they give me a, a clipboard and a pen and they're like please fill out this form and we'll be right with you <laughs> I, I look at my hands and I look at the clipboard and I'm like uh, 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 American healthcare, everyone. <laughs> and I, I like, I have to step outside and I, I literally walk outside. My brother fills out the form. I come in to sign it and they're like, all right, come in here. And then they put a blood pressure cuff because, you know, they do the triage thing. And the blood pressure cuff forces blood down into your hands because it just squeezes, cuts it off. Mm. That hurts. Ugh. That hurts a lot. It made it really, really painful. So they get me in the room and then they keep one of them on my arm. So, you know, how the machine automatically over a period of time will like turn on and off. And so every like few minutes or so when I needed to take a blood pressure reading, it would like squeeze. I was like, they didn't give me any painkiller until like the actual doctor came in. And as soon as the doctor came in, they took one look at my hand and this is pre the ambulance. They took one look at my hand and they're just like, oh, it's literally like <laughs> gasping out loud. Oh, they didn't tell me this. And then ripped the, the cuff off my arm, put it on my leg, which is much better. I didn't know you could even do that. I was going to ask if they could do it on your leg and yeah. said, like, your arm. Yeah, apparently they can. Um, and then gave me morphine like immediately. And since then it was better. I stayed a night in the hospital just to take care of things. But yeah, that sucked. You were bandaging and recovering from that for a oh, yeah. long time. Six weeks. It took six weeks. I remember how long you had the bandages all up your forearms oh, yeah. and on your thumbs and stuff. Yeah, it was rough. But I took great care of it. I have barely any scars from it. Yep. And I had like uh, second degree burns. Some spots were bordering on third degree. But thankfully, I don't think it actually did get to third degree but my hands are totally fine now i have full mobility and the skin looks like it never does the only weird thing is back when i used to drink afterwards they would glow red like it'd look normal and probably now but because of the way it's like baby fresh skin it would glow red whenever i drank because the blood would flush it's kind of oh, strange that's weird yeah but that's my Random uh, dumb question mm -hmm. but why is a third degree burn the worst whereas like first degree murder <laughs> Is the worst. Why do we change the degrees? Because <laughs> the people that made the laws didn't make the medical terms, I'm guessing. I knew it. It's because there's definitely a worst murder, but there's not definitely a worst burn. <laughs> Someday, something's going to happen. The doctor is going to walk up to a bed that's just filled with a pile of ashes. <laughs> and be like, whoa. 
I think we have a fourth degree bird. <laughs> Actually, you know, there's um there's a mysterious like unsolved crime thing. I don't know if you guys have seen this, where it's like the only suspected possible case of like spontaneous combustion, where like someone was like sitting in their chair. I think it was only was like sitting in her chair, and um the evidence that was found was just like that she'd burned to death, but there was like no charring of like the chair she was sitting in or everything else was fine. It was just like her foot was left behind, I think. And it's like the rest of her just like burned without burning anything around her. Mm. Weird. Yeah. I'll have to look that one up. I, I remember seeing that. But... Sounds like alien lasers to me. Yeah, definitely alien lasers. They definitely got her. I was going to say, though, I had an image of you at the reception desk and she puts the pen and the paperwork down and looks at you and you're like, oh, and she's like, you got to do it if you want to see a doctor. <laughs> and instead of getting your brother, you're just like, okay. <laughs> you're like standing there screaming and she's like i see the bar you so dramatic calm down just do your paperwork uh, yeah. i just don't, i don't know why i just think that's absolutely something you would do yeah in that situation if someone was like you have to do it you would be like all right i'll do it i mean yeah i want to go in there and they're not letting me in for some reason please <laughs> dude i literally showed them my animal i i Burnt my hands. Isn't this an emergency room? Yeah. This is the strangest thing. I know that like everything can't be like the emergency. Like I get that emergency rooms see people who are not actually like dying this moment or whatever. Mm, yeah. But I'm always curious. What's the line to where you show up at an emergency room and they're like, oh shit, get them in there. Whoa. It was like, <laughs> you showed up with huge burns on your hands. Clearly you're in agonizing pain mm. and they treated you like, what you got like a flu? Yeah. We'll check you out. Yeah. And you, you maybe you weren't dying. Like they could tell, you know, the person at the desk is a nurse or something. They they know enough to look and be like, he's not going to die. Uh, but what's that line? Because I feel like if I was working there, if I was like the janitor and I saw you walk in with that injury, I'd be like, whoa, somebody help him. Look <laughs> at his hands. That's got to hurt. Yeah. And everyone was just like taking your blood pressure and paperwork and like, yeah, yeah, the doctor's coming. Got to see everyone, you know, like, yeah. What, what is that line? That seems crazy. That seems like you should have gotten the emergency care. I think the line is determined by how many people are in the emergency room. And when I arrived there, there was a whopping no one else there. <laughs> And they still took their time. <laughs> oh, there was a bunch of important stuff going on, clearly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Paperwork. They got a lot of paperwork to process. Woo. They need that. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, that's my cooking experience. Have you made chicken wings since? No. God, no. I mean, I've baked them in the oven with, like, the frozen bag of terrible, soggy chicken wings that are, like, 90% skin. Yeah, those are only okay. They're not great. They're not great. I won't even light. Like, we have a gas fireplace I won't even light because I'm afraid of burning. Whenever we had the house in <laughs> The inspector like nearly blew himself up in the fireplace. It's like, nope, never lighting it. <laughs> Did he give it an approval afterwards? He was the inspector. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the thing was he uh, started like the gas up and then he lit something and put it in there uh -huh. after it hadn't been lit in a while. Uh. I think what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to have something lit. Then you turn the gas on yes. and then like it's not building up. But he did it in the opposite order. And after watching him do that, I was like, nope, never lighting it. You know, not worth now it. I'm understanding why your house had so many issues. Because <laughs> your inspector seems like he doesn't know what he's doing. That's so good. You had a guy inspecting. We had a live wire in the attic that was such a high voltage that whenever we called an electrician, he's like, I'm not qualified to actually handle that. Oh, my God. And your inspector like, approved it? Yeah. Yes. Who did your inspection? He was like, ah, oh, it's a minor deduction. I love the image of your inspector, like, laying on the ground in front of the fireplace, like, screwing around with it, laying there. It's kind of going on too long. And you're like, ah, oh, crap. And then it's just like, boom. <laughs> oh, and he stands up and he's like, whoo. 
There's a fire in there, all right. Check. Eyebrows gone, hair like burnt back. No, he stood up. He's like, yeah, it works. <laughs> it Wait, works. okay. Was the was the inspector from the people that sold you the house? No. Um, Are you sure? He was through our realtor, I believe. Okay. Gotta watch out for those real estate agents. Was your realtor the same company that sold the house? No, I think they were self-representing. Okay, good. Okay, good. Just checking, just checking. Anyway, your your inspector seemed bad. Still. Yeah, no, I don't think it was a conspiracy. I think there's just a lot of idiots that work in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you know what, though? Our house in North Carolina was not as bad, but we did have an exposed live wire that was also very perplexing. Mm -hmm. Luckily, we had a switch on our wall. We never knew what it did. And eventually, when we were moving out and selling the house, uh, we were like, we should have someone look at the switch. Like, I don't know if it's like shorting or what. It doesn't seem to do anything. And he was digging around. It was right next to the fireplace place it was a gas fireplace so we thought maybe the switch was supposed to turn it on and off or something he reached up under the fireplace and just found a live electrical wire hanging under the fire what? Huh. it wasn't related to the switch he couldn't figure out what the hell that switch was for at all he just found it and was like you guys know you got a live wire down here touching metal in your gas fireplace and i was like yeah i put that there don't touch it that's my special <laughs> wire what do you mean what happens what happens to houses man people do crazy shit when they're like doing home renovations or whatever yeah people that don't know what they're doing don't know how to keep things up to code like our master bathroom was self-done that's what caused all of our issues with the ceiling was that they'd self-done it and it wasn't properly sealed from uh water so that's how water got down whenever it like overflowed whoopsie and then the live wire in the attic was because they rewired it to put different lighting in the bathroom whoops <laughs> Yep. Oh, sounds great. Sounds professional. That and aging toilets. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. I'm a big dumb dummy. I love you, you big dumb dummy head. Uh, well, as a big dumb dummy, sometimes I have subscriptions that carry on a little too long. Like a few years. Okay, uh, this is starting to feel a little bit personal. Does that make me a big dumb dummy too? Oh, you big dumb dummy? I might also be one of those. Even if you're a big dumb dummy like us, you don't need to be a big dumb dummy to use Rocket Money. Because Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower bills. You can tap on whatever you don't like seeing. If you see big red number that you don't like, you just tap on it and they'll cancel it for you. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 per year. With over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use, cancel Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash distractible. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. This episode is brought to you by Coca-Cola. New Coca-Cola Spiced. It's not spicy, but it does have unexpected, extraordinary tastes. For some people, it's like... Like falling on a meteor, fighting a bear just to land safely on the ocean on your own private island with a new best friend? It's like when you're in that hotel in Las Vegas and the gondola singer is rowing you around the canals and for that beautiful moment you forget you're not actually in Venice. It's like running into a hurricane but then you find yourself in the eye of the storm and you're actually in like a really pretty field and like the wind is lightly blowing and there's like leaves and the smell of fall. Or it's like... But, you know, I had something and it wasn't that, and you really threw me off my groove. It's like hearing your friend come up with his own idea, but then realizing that your idea is so much better, you have to say it right now! Coca-Cola Spice, it's bursting with refreshing notes from raspberry and spice flavors. It's an uplifting taste experience unlike any other. Try all new Coca-Cola Spiced and Coca-Cola Spice Zero Sugar today and find out. Copyright 2024, The Coca-Cola Company. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save 40% site-wide. 40% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. To go back, though, uh, there's a few instances of this, like, I know human combustion's not this topic, but to bring up that thing, uh, Mary Reeser was the one I was referencing, but apparently, like, she was on Kong. There was some other factors that mitigated human combustion in her sense. But there's another case, Margaret Hogan, an 89-year-old widow who lived alone in a house on Precious Street, Dublin, Ireland, found burned almost to the point of complete destruction in 1970. Plastic flowers on the table in the center of the room had been reduced to liquid. Television with a melted screen sat 12 feet from the armchair in which her ashen remains were found. Other than the tea TV, the flowers, and her, the surroundings were almost untouched. Her two feet and both legs from below the knees were undamaged. There had been a small coal fire burning uh, in the grate when a neighbor had left the house the previous day, but no connection between this fire and that in which the flowers melted, she burned, or the TV melted could be connected. Mm. There was no explanation. That one's definitely the devil. Yeah. That's the devil. Yep. Knees up is classic devil move. Knees up. <laughs> this person burnt alive. It's a classic fourth degree camp believe it which direction were her knees <laughs> up or down you tell me was her chair facing east tell me right now <laughs> it's the devil's work in this place knees up chair east my god <laughs> what <laughs> what if you got a doctor that was like that <laughs> you show up at the er and your hands are burned yeah and yeah. he looks down and he's like look at these deep burns <laughs> what were you sacrificing when this happened like, no i was just cooking it's oil i was cooking wings yeah right the devil's work wings huh get behind me satan yeah chicken sacrifice i knew it he starts splashing holy water and you're like god it hurts and he's like i know it does <laughs> be gone like, oh my god, what hospital is this? Why isn't this real? <laughs> that would be concerning. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Also funny, though. I'm sure something horrible has happened like that in the past. You know. Like, your brother would have appreciated that. He would have been like, damn, that's funny shit. <laughs> you would not have. Yeah. I guess to bring this back to food a little bit, I've not had any major, major mishaps. I majorly overfilled a pot of water one time when I was making pasta and caused a huge overflow. That was a mess because apparently when water boils, it expands and then can just keep coming up when there's pasta in there. But a weird random side thing is the way I eat pork chops, fried pork chops, is sometimes concerning to people. And I used to have people comment on my post chicken wing meal and my skyline chili meals. I am. What? Uh, what? Okay. Yeah. So whenever I used to eat chicken wings. What do you do to pork chops? <laughs> what do you do to pork chops? Does that have to do with that fuck pig? Pork chops? Okay. What you, are you the fuck pig man? All right. So the meal, <laughs> the meal we eat with pork chops is my mom would always make fried pork chops with biscuits, mashed potatoes, gravy, and peas. It was that combination. Sounds good. And I got this from my dad, but instead of eating all this food separately, the way we would eat it is we would chop up the pork chops into bite-sized pieces, rip the biscuit up into bite-sized pieces, and typically for me it was two pork chops and two biscuits, and then mix it into the mashed potatoes, peas, and gravy, add salt and pepper, mix it up some more, and it looks really, really gross, but it tastes so good all mixed together like that. It's so good. S so you invented the KFC sadness bowls. Well, no, my I took my dad did. Uh, oh, that's fair. I gotcha. So your dad invented the KFC, whatever those are called, bowls. Yeah, my dad invented KFC. <laughs> you know, you know what? Speaking of the dad inventing things, my dad, you know, we ate a lot of Chef Boyardee raviolis and spaghettios. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And he always had a secret recipe where he would cook the raviolis with the spaghettios, and he called it like his special recipe, and like he it was 
very special. And then one day he goes to the store and he sees a can with raviolis <laughs> and spaghettios in it. And let me tell you, he was actually mad, <laughs> like, actually upset. Cause he, and he fuming cause it's like, could have been a million dollar idea. God damn it. You know, just like really actually mad for his secret recipe of mixing those two together. Maybe as a kid brain, I was overinflating it, but just like, I remember him actually being mad. You know, I think you actually taught me that Mark. Yeah. Did I? My dad was not a fan of canned pasta. Uh -huh. We would do box mac and cheese, but never like uh, raviolis or spaghettios or so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But during college, I became a big fan of what I called raviolios, uh -huh. which I'm pretty sure you showed me. Oh. And then I just, I have done since you taught me that oh. i never realized that came from you maybe i did i don't know i probably did in college because i didn't know many other foods so oh, maybe weird weird yeah i mean i i just thought i like got those and did that because i was like yeah those go together but i'm having a memory of like learning that from you and then that's so cute it's good oh crazy you know when you said raviolios it did kind of like strike a chord in my brain like oh wait a minute i've heard that word yeah. before oh no we shared some raviolios yeah you guys could have been millionaires you could have been millionaires God damn it. Oh, speaking of cooking <laughs> as a kid, I had this bad habit when I was a child to say the phrase, don't worry, I'm an expert. I would say that a lot <laughs> before I would do something incredibly stupid. And this wasn't you an incredible. say that a fair amount. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I, I don't I don't consider this to be a horrible disaster, but I would often try to cook things and like play chef. But instead of having like an easy bake oven, I would just do it with the actual things in the kitchen with the real stove and whatnot and the microwave. And nothing ever exploded there. But I did try to microwave. I think I had bananas and I like sprinkled garlic powder on it. Oh. And I put like, I think a scoop of ice cream oh. with there. And I oh. shoved it in the microwave and I set it for like three minutes and then when i pulled it out it was like this congealed i remember the smell very strongly because it's like garlic and sweet don't really go together in my experience <laughs> and i ate it because yeah. i was showing my brother and i was like i did it i've done it i've made the perfect meal what would you like to taste and he didn't want to taste so i ate it took one bite it literally immediately threw up. Like it was, it was as soon as it touched my, I've never had that visceral of a reaction to food before, but it was like, touch my tongue, blah, like everything just slid out of me. So, uh, I didn't cook too much after that. How often do you make the perfect meal nowadays? <laughs> you know, every time I want to reminisce. <laughs> he's, he's in the kitchen and you just hear like, clang, clang, boom, stuff's flashing. And Amy's like, are you making the perfect meal? <laughs> None of your business. God damn it. That smells terrible, Mark. Amy, I've done it. I've made the perfect meal. <laughs> I dare our listeners to be brave enough to try the perfect meal. Bananas, garlic powder, and I think it was vanilla ice ice cream Ugh. i might have put chocolate syrup on the ice cream because I, oh. I remember i never ate just vanilla i always had to have chocolate syrup on it so that do you put in two one quarter cups or how much garlic yeah how do you measure the garlic powder are you a real chef or not you just cover the banana in the garlic powder cover. <laughs> it's kind of a dusting kind of a crusting <laughs> yeah exactly uh. I love ice cream with a crusting of garlic. Yeah, yeah. And three minutes in the microwave. So it's a banana. I th I remember I cut the banana into slices. Oh. Like that's what made me a chef. I couldn't just put the ingredients in raw. Oh, that's <laughs> fancy. I know, right? I sliced it so carefully into like maybe like quarter of an inch. Uh, like half a centimeter is about what it was. All you're missing is some cheese fermented in the stomach of a dead goat. Yeah. But that would go with that. Yeah. Why don't they ferment it in the stomach of a live goat? Oh, living's overrated. <laughs>
All you have to do is flush the stomach acid out every half hour. Yeah, exactly. Hell, the cheese is ready. Yeah, 100%. You're right. Who's afraid of a little work now? Have you guys ever had uh, restaurant workers ask to take a photograph of your food? No. What? Of my food? Of the food? Yeah. Well, they gave it to me, so I would presume if they no, wanted... You're, while you're... With what you do with it. I just oh, eat it. As you're eating it? I have an idea of what you're about to talk about, but no, I've never done that. So with chicken wings, whenever I used to get chicken wings, I would order, I think, 24 wings is how much I would eat in a sitting. Now I'm down to like 15 to 18, usually. I've toned down a notch. Mm -hmm. Healthy. But uh, the most I ever ate in one sitting was 37. Damn. But I used to get like 24, 25 on average. And as I would eat them, I would have like a little like bone plate they would give you or a bowl. And I would always make a pyramid out of the bones. Oh. I kind of get that so yeah it's like as i would eat i would just put like the drum bones usually on the bottom then i'd have like a layer of flats or whatever and i'd kind of mix and match ultimately making this nice little pyramid of bones and uh i always got comments on that but that was always after the fact skyline it's not like the weirdest thing in the world but i feel like if you're gonna get a three-way <laughs> you know what i'm talking about at skyline um which for those of you who don't actually know what i'm talking about it's a spaghetti with a layer of like cincinnati style chili which is very different than normal chili Cincinnati style chili is kind of unique and then like cheese on top i think that tastes better with crackers and rather than like take a bite and take a bite of crackers, it got very tedious. I would just get like a whole thing of crackers and I would spread it out all over the top of the three-way first. So that there were always like two or three crackers per bite. And I guess that wasn't something that many people did. So I always got comments and someone actually asked to take a photo of me with my three-way. Wow, that's... um. Sounds like a theme with you. Yeah. Food from more than one source exhausts you. What? You, what are you supposed to eat? Vegetables, mashed potatoes and gravy, and pork chops, all from the same plate, but separately? Different scoop. No, you mix them together. You're supposed to eat crackers and a three-way separately? You mix that shit together. I get it. It does sound like that, but most foods, like whenever Mark and I ate at a Cracker Barrel the first time, he always gets his sides like in separate bowls. So they don't like mix and match. And I used uh. to totally be 100% like that with all, all my food. And there's still a lot of things where it's like, I want my broccoli separate from my potatoes, from my... Like, I wanted all that stuff separate, too. But just a few meals, I mix it all together. It's either all together or all completely separate. Huh. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't do that anymore. I apologize. I'm not I'm not that kind of guy. <laughs> I don't what? separate my food anymore. Mark's just trying to distance himself from you for no reason. No, not for no reason. I just want to put it out there. Like, I don't ask them to put it all in separate things anymore. I'm not like I'm that, not man. I'm not picky. I don't want to, you know, burden them. I'm just trying to be reasonable. You know, that's just, just the way it is. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Just the way it is. All right, all right, all right. Sorry, I didn't know this was a sensitive topic. I didn't want just to. Just the way it is. It's just the way. It's the way it is. It's the way it is. I didn't mean to bring up this traumatizing switch and dietary. It's the way it is. <laughs> fine. It's, it's fine. Good. It's the way it is. You know what, Mark? Yeah. I like the way that you don't do that anymore. Good for you. Thank you. That's all I was ever looking for. Your approval. <sighs> I think as long as you were nice and tipped well, they probably didn't care if you had two extra dishes. I tip well. Well, there's your problem right there, I guess. No, I tip well. Uh huh. I did. I do. I, I know. Did. I was agreeing with you. Okay. I, right. I believe you. I'm not defensive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. We're all clear. Yeah. Good for you. You guys have weird eating habits too, right? Not just me. No. I mean, I eat a lot and very quickly. I eat quick too. Yes. I, I can't stand people eat slowly. We made a whole episode about your eating habits. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I mean, I could go on about my recent change, but yeah, you, you Mr. King of Meat. I do love food, man. 
but I've got to eat it hot. People eat slowly. It's like their food gets cold over time. It's like the last bite should be as good as the first. And if your last bite is lukewarm, what are you doing with your life? I, I'm not going to name names. I've got Does some friends. Does it count that eat. if you don't taste it though? Well, I, I don't know. I feel like I taste it. I enjoyed a lot more than sitting there taking a bite, waiting 20 minutes and taking the next one. I don't know, man. I really do think like my life experience has changed fundamentally ever since I started really thinking about what I'm eating. Not in terms of like, well, you're going to eat healthy, but no, just as I'm eating it, thinking about it and enjoying it. A lot of people on this, uh, on the distractible subreddit seem to misinterpret my, my previous statement where I didn't really chew my foods as I never chewed and swallowed everything like a snake and I unhinged <laughs> my jaw and just like, because someone posted like a gotcha video of me on a live stream eating Chipotle once and they're like, sure looks like he's chewing here. And I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, no, but there's a difference. Yeah. I, I got to side with you on this one. There's a difference between like chewing enough times to be able to swallow without choking and then actually like chewing your food thoroughly. There is a difference. Yeah, exactly. Because even in the video, you can see that it's like three chomps and it's down for the most part on average. And what that is, is just like, I'm just getting food in. I'm not thinking about it. And ever since I started really enjoying the food, and that's what I would call it, is like, I really do enjoy the food for what it is as I'm eating it. It's changed my perspective fundamentally because the flavor profile that comes from food in the first few seconds versus a few chews in is different. It's different. Things taste different once you chew them longer. That's true. And there are some flavors that are much more rich and dynamic once you give it like some flavor. And that's partially just because you're letting it like spread around. It's it's like the saliva is mixing in. So it's like it's coating different parts of your tongue. There's different like sensations that only come through in a little bit later once like saliva touches because there's enzymes in saliva. It's all like part of the process. It all is. And, and so like my appreciation for food has changed. I treat a lot of food like I treat when you get like fast food fries. Sometimes you get fries that are fresh. You know, they're freshly made and salted, put into your little fry container. And it's like, oh man, mm, these are fresh. And then you get the fries that feel like they've been sitting there for like 45 minutes that are lukewarm and like, kind of like soggy and nasty. That's how I feel about like every meal. If I don't eat it fast enough, the last one's kind of like if I got soggy fries, just like, well, this is a disappointing end to a good meal. Like how you well, fast? I mean, why don't you just eat until it stops becoming satisfying and then you're done? You don't have to finish it. Because I have this ravenous hunger that says, eat more, Phil. You're not full yet. I have an alternate solution to that that I guess you just explained why it doesn't work. Maybe you're ordering too much food if you can't finish your meal before it's cold and old. <laughs> well, that's the and whole you're 15 like, oh. 20 chicken wing diet. Yeah, it's a lot of food. When is this from? Yesterday? <laughs> but I eat one or two meals a day rather than like five small meals i eat one or two big meals a day uh, i eat like five or six big meals a day so it's not like i have room to talk i do both i really enjoy food but also sometimes if it's like fast food or something kind of trashy i'll just really mark it down oh okay all right well <laughs> can we make that a thing is that okay I, wait is marking it the eating fast or eating slow old market all old market <laughs> down oh you'll wait it okay so i i relate to that mark the mark that used to <laughs> That's how I eat still. Yeah, I miss the old Mark. Yeah. He was better back in 2014. You changed, man. You and your polyphasic eating habits. <laughs> <My> poly <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
about that callback? <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> he got me there. Wait, but when even was that from? That's not from this episode. You can't call back other episodes. No, yeah, yeah, I think it's valid. It's valid. It's valid. All right. Heck yeah. It's valid. That's like a cross call. Mm -hmm. That's from a distractible many moons past. Like a cross check all call. When we mentioned ferrets a few episodes back, I was just, I was trying to be like, trying to make a ferrets with Groundhog Day and Punxsutawney Phil. And oh, then yeah. someone mentioned in that one city where there was ferrets. And I was trying to like, hey, ferrets is this man. And then Wade just bulldozed right over me. You're welcome. <sighs> I was salty about it in the moment. And I'm bringing it up now. Clearly, you're not holding on to it. No, not at all. It was weeks ago at this point. <laughs> <laughs> or there's the last episode where I lost by a single point. Not that I'm still upset about that. That was a year ago. It was last year. That was a whole other year. Oh, then maybe, Wade, you should have tried a little bit harder. You know, you were one point away. I did. But apparently, the polls had closed for points. All yep. right. I think I'm going to call an end to this. All right. You've both shared some cooking adventures, mishaps, horrifying injuries. I shared two one-fourth stories. <laughs> I mean, I knew Mark had the burned hand story in the chamber. Mm -hmm. So this one was kind of tilted toward him at the start. Uh -huh. But Wade, your cookie story spurred some funny conversation. Mm -hmm. I appreciated that. That was definitely worth some points. I really liked that we got to make fun of how Wade eats. I like that we talked about the Korean food. I think Wade gets credit for that. Or no, Mark gets credit for that. I better get credit for that. Yeah, because I was talking, yeah. Uh, Mark gets some credit. Uh, no, I kind of want to whitewash that story and take credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> bold move, bold move. Thank you, thank you. Uh, let's see, let's see. This is actually pretty close. Given my uh, very informal scoring system, usually I kind of have a sense of who I'm picking to win by the end of the episode. But this is actually a really fun one. We had a lot of good conversation. Everyone contributed talking about the gross cheese in the baby goat stomach, but that technically was Mark's find. Mm. Yeah, you lose some points for that, ruining my appetite. <laughs> no, I like that. That was a good one. I mean, I don't want to eat that, but I kind of do. Well, he loses points for me. All right, that's fair. I'll take that. Okay, you lose points to Wade. That's fair. Wait, I, that's not what I meant. No, I, I mark lost points from your scorecard. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Anyway, I think I basically set this up as a trying to give Wade the opportunity to steal it, but oh. Mark with the horrific injury and really coming through on that story, I feel like Mark's the winner. Yes! Yes! Yeah, that's payback for ruining my callback. I demand a recount. Too soon? I got I got to make my, yeah, way too soon. We're not doing that shit. There's going to be a peaceful transition of power on this podcast. Get out of here. It's not that important anyway. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I got to do my uh, doctor who thinks everything is the devil's work joke. I was yeah. pretty hyped about that. Mm -hmm. Good, good yeah. work, Mark. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, thanks. Good you, got, you got a winner's speech? Yeah, uh, I really appreciate it. I can't wait to see you all try the perfect recipe at home. Mm, yeah. Uh, if you need an ingredient list, just re-listen to the podcast full from start to finish. Uh, it's secretly coded in. And uh, for those of you who are smart, you will find it and be able to cook it properly. If it doesn't taste good, you did it wrong. Thank you. And if you put this podcast onto vinyl and then play it in reverse, yeah. It's actually mm -hmm. a double secret version of the perfect recipe yeah. uh, that you can get, but that's only for the real hardcore listeners. Yeah. Reverse and slightly slower, mm -hmm. whatever the setting below. Poop! Uh, anyway. It's the same forwards and backwards. It's poop. True. 
True. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening, listeners. You really did your jobs today. Uh, make sure you're Thank following, you. not you. Okay. Make sure you're following this podcast or subscribe to it or, you know, plus it or whatever. So you always know when there's a new episode. They're always on Monday. Check out the merch store uh, now live at store.distractiblepodcast.com. Uh, that's been tweeted and is maybe available. Uh, just, you know, you'll find it. You'll find it. And uh, yeah, check us all out on our respective social media platforms, video hosting websites, streaming, plat- whatever. We, we all do other stuff. You'll find it. You'll find it. And we have a podcast. We do. Distractible. Yeah, we do. It's good. I've heard it's good. It's pretty good. All right. That's going to be it. That's the end. As we say on this podcast when it's time for the end, podcast. Bye-bye. Oh. Oh. Podcast out. <laughs>